Hello, my beautiful people. It is January 18th, 2020. And guess what this is? My second podcast. What? Oh, I can't express in words how excited I am with this journey and how I feel this journey was meant for me. Um, because it gives me such a fulfillment. So thank you again for your support. I did not think I was going to get that many people on my first podcast listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you guys absolutely loved it. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for reaching out to me, your beautiful words. You guys are awesome. So I want to do a little review on my first podcast with from regarding my first podcast. I know some of you reached out to me and said, Hey, where's your podcast? You know, you did it last week, Wednesday and today's Friday, uh, today's Saturday. Knock, knock. Where are you? I so appreciate you. I love you for that. Well, I want to go back to my introduction and explain on why I'm late and you know, explain what my podcast will be about. For those of you that didn't listen to it, here's like a two second review. I had explained on my first podcast that I wanted to take my spiritual sense from my genes and my hereditary of spirituality, intuition, and psychic abilities. And I want to use that for my podcast how I want to use it is I want to pull cards and meditate and ask them to guide me on what topic I should speak about. Now, the topic of today, which should have should have been Wednesday, was extremely sensitive for me. So it took me a lot longer to record this. Um, I kind of broke down a little bit a few times, but they're guiding me, they're telling me to speak these topics and they know, they feel in their heart that I'm the person to do it and I have the strength to do it and I have the power within myself to do it. So here I am after six recordings and deleted because I broke down, here I am. Okay, so I pulled my cards um, Wednesday. And I asked my spiritual guides, again, let me go back and say, listener discretion is advised. Um, These are going to be sensitive topics that I'm bringing up. Um, And you might want to keep the little young ones from hearing this, you know, and take whatever you would like to grasp from it and hopefully, hopefully use it as a tool. Okay, let's get back into it. So I pulled my cards on Wednesday And I asked them to give me guidance on what exactly they wanted me to talk about this week. And when I started meditating, I saw a little girl, really sad, first sitting at a lake and then jumping on a bike. Uh, Actually, I'm sorry, first she was on a bike and then she went to a lake and she started kicking rocks. Like she was severely sad. And I felt the emotion as I was meditating. And I asked, you know, okay, what is this? What are you guys trying to tell me? 
and I did some intensive meditation to try and open up and see what exactly they're trying to tell me. And when I did that, I heard my help. So I said, okay, my help, what, what does this mean? I went ahead and looked it up and I said, whatever comes to my mind first, it's what I'm gonna type on Google. And as soon as I opened up Google, amazing, I started typing dark haired girl, young girl, um, committed suicide. And there it is, guys. Like, it just came to me. Now, again, I have had the spiritual from psychics that I have met in the past for about, since my grandmother has passed, that was my introduction as well, since my grandmother has passed, from the age of 20, no, no, I'm sorry, 30 some and change, 30 and change, I was told that I have the psychic ability. I had no clue I had this ability, no clue. I went to about, gosh, about five different psychics, and each psychic told me the same thing. I have an oracle in my family, and I have this ability. I've always been afraid of it. I've, As a young girl from the age of nine, I used to see things and be afraid of it. And then they created movies with this stuff, and I was just scared of it. But when my grandmother passed, I always heard in my head, and that's when it started, you have a message, you have a message. So I went to go see a psychic, and they were like, you're here because you heard your grandmother saying, you have a message, correct? And I was like, oh my God, yes, you just confirmed it. And that was the message. She wanted me to help change the world and to not be afraid of my spirituality and that she was sorry she never spoke about it and she wants me to use it. Well, guys, it took me over 10 years. I had friends tell me to create a podcast for four years and here I am. So I took that and this this is just happening to me now because I promise you, I just started opening my intuition ability for my podcast. I want them to guide me and that's how they guided me. And when I typed that in Google, there it was. The saddest stories. I can't, it just so sad. First, I found a 13 year old, young, beautiful girl with dark hair committed suicide. She did not leave a note behind and they didn't understand why she committed suicide. Um, She hung herself. The parents came home from work and they found her hung in her bedroom with no note and they could not understand why. They did say that she was a little bit subdued, she was quiet, they realized she wasn't eating as well. They just didn't, you know, they didn't, they thought maybe she was just coming down with a sickness and then gone. And they did some investigation and realized that she was being bullied. She was receiving, she was 13, she had a cell phone and they went through her cell phone and saw that somebody was sending her information of pictures showing her that there were group chats about her saying that she's weird she should die that you know who she thinks who she is like all these these stories you know and the mom was on youtube crying and speaking about this well that was that story i go underneath her and unbelievable okay 
I, I always believe two is confirmation. So that's why they sent me two messages. And the way they sent it was the second one was close to home. The first one was Texas. She killed herself and she resided in Texas. The first one, the second one, I'm sorry, lives right here in Orlando in the same city my daughter lives in. So that was my biggest confirmation that they wanted me to speak on this. So I look it up and the girl is, are you ready for this? 10 years old, guys. 10 years old and hung herself as well. Two's confirmation. Another person that hung herself. Child, okay? Child that hung herself. It gets worse. When they, um, you know, brought her down and wanted to take her to the hospital to see, you know, whatever, they realized she had, um, she cut herself. They saw marks on her arms. Not only did she have marks on her arms, which gets even worse, she wrote a letter. She wrote a letter, guys. You know what the letter said? The letter explained how... She did not want an open casket because she was ugly. Because she was ugly. And her wishes were to not have an open casket. Can you imagine this? She was 10. It it just, it blew my mind that a 10-year-old knew the definition of being buried without an open casket. It's still, till till now, I get the chills speaking about it. Like, do we really know what's going on in this world? Do we really know? Because I had no clue. I had no clue until I decided to do my podcast. I would have never known. 10-year-old kids killing themselves, asking to not have an open casket. So I started doing some research with seeing that, and now you can see why it took me three days to upload this podcast. Um, And I started asking some questions on Google based on a little bit of the statistics and a little bit of how we can define if our child is either bullying or bullied, you know, or even knows the definition of bullied. Um, So let's go to a little bit of the statistics. Now the statistics are showing that one out of a hundred kids, one out of a hundred kids are being bullied, either being bullied, have been bullied, or seen someone getting bullied. I'm sorry, are being bullied, bullied, they're bullying, have been bullied, or seen someone getting bullied. So one out of a hundred have been bullied, are bullying, have seen someone getting bullied. It's one out of a hundred. There was four, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, it just, I'm, I wrote it down because my mind is just in a thousand places. Okay, so... I read that and I decided to say, okay, let's see the growth chart. And the growth chart right now is 
in 20 years. So bullying was defined 20 years ago, but they didn't word it as bullying. This is what I was reading. Um, they started coming up with bullying about 19 years, 21 years ago. And the, the suicide rate, the suicide rate from 20 years ago has grown to 30% in children. Not, not adults, guys. In children. The suicide rate has went up in 20 years, 30% in children. So what can we do to try and figure out if our child is in one of those categories? Well, I was reading that role-playing is a huge way to figure out what emotional stability or instability is in within that child. We all have small kids in our family, every single one of us. Either it's a cousin, a sister, a, a, a grandchild, or a niece, a nephew. We all have some type of child in our, in our circle, right? So they, they're saying that role-playing is a huge way to find out. You pick out, you have to do some homework and you have to do some research and figure out which type of uh, actors you're going to pick. Try to pick out one that's a little subdued, one that's a little, um, you know, very, very expressive, one that's uh, a little too emotional, um, you know, one that's fun and spirited. And that will determine what type of feelings that that child is feeling inside. And then after you do the role playing, sit down and talk about it. It's that easy, guys. Can you imagine? It's that easy. Sit down and talk about it. And they're saying, the studies are saying to start as early as eight. Eight years old. When you finish the role playing, say, why did you choose that role? What, why did, why did you, you know, what did you like about it? What did you, what did you not like about it? You know, um, if they pick a person who's very emotional, pick another act role in there where the person doesn't understand emotion. How intelligent is this? So you're picking one that's really emotional and you're picking one that doesn't understand emotion. So that child would have to express why they're feeling what they're feeling. Boom. Like, oh my God, I never knew this. As we all know, the world has gotten to the point where when we express emotion, we're weak. <laughs> it's gotten so bad that when we express emotion, we're weak. Guys, we get the eye rolls. We get, oh, she just, I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to deal with that drama. You get, you know, you swipe to the next video. Like, it doesn't exist. Well, guess what, guys? Out of everybody's emotional distress, you can learn. You're not, we're not 
growing if we're not learning. And if we're not learning, we're not growing. Knowledge is power. So by listening to people that go through certain situations and what they're doing about it and how they're going about it, it's not a form of judging if you're listening and thinking, hmm, what can I say maybe to help? What can I say maybe to comfort? And see their response when you comfort. We all have a responsibility in this world, guys. We can't do the eye roll and swipe to the left. We can't. It's, it's just, we weren't created for that. We weren't built for that. We were built to love, to express love. Many people's motto is leave your emotion at the door to be successful. What? And then it blows our mind when we have children that are committing suicide? If we're teaching our kids that showing emotion and expressing emotion is not the way to cope with life, well, when they show emotion and they're feeling emotion, what are we teaching them? What are we teaching them? That they, should be, they shouldn't be feeling this. So what, what would their response be? Children do not know how to turn things around. They don't know the difference of optimistic and pessimistic. We learn that as we get older. And a lot of us learned it the hard way because a lot of our parents taught us not to express what we're feeling to kind of sweep it under the rug and keep it moving. We don't have to be that way. You know, we can change this. So the other way of sitting down with a child to try and figure out what they're feeling inside is as simple as, you ready for this? Crayons. As simple as crayons. What? I wish they had these studies when my kids were growing up. I wish. So you sit down and you pick color coordinate. You color coordinate. You do dark colors and pick out at least five or six dark colors. And then you do light colors, pick out five or six light colors and see which ones they pick. See if they're consistent with it. If they're doing a combination of dark and colorful, They're saying, okay, you might not have to worry, but if you constantly see your child or or whatever child is surrounding you picking dark colors, mm, there's something going on. I can't believe that it's as simple as crayons. So we have the role playing, we have the crayons, and then some of us have the opportunity to be more... um, participant with that child. I will give you guys a story of mine. When my kids were growing up, my one of my children was bullied and I don't want to uh, I don't want to release the name or the gender because I want to keep, you know, their privacy. But one of my children were bullied and what happened with my child was started becoming subdued, um, was coming home hungry from school. You know, was not eating lunch, 
always had a stomach ache, always something wrong. And I started saying, okay, something's going on. So I decided to participate in the school. I figured if my child is not going to tell me what's wrong, because I've asked my child numerous of times, are you okay with school? Do you like school? Do you have friends? And it was, it was always these roundabout answers, you know, it's school, you know, uh, you know, whatever. And so I decided, okay, participate, you know, be more in the school, go to more um, volunteer work, you know, with the parents association. Listen to meetings that they have, go. Become more connected with the teachers, more connected with the principal. And I did, and I did. So luckily I was able to pinpoint which person I thought could possibly be bullying my child. And when I thought about it, I went up to the principal and told the principal what was going on, but we already had a friendship. We already had a rapport. So it, it, it wasn't easy for me, but I made it easy. I was able to participate more. You know, some of us aren't given that opportunity. So if you're not, it's as simple as sitting down for five minutes, picking out the color of crayons. And I didn't do as much research. I just wanted to point out a couple of ways to you guys so that you guys can see that there's so many articles on bullying. There's so many articles out there and it's as simple as five minutes a day, at least three or four times a week to see if they're consistent because kids don't know how to manipulate, not at that age. They learn that behavior. So if they don't know how to manipulate, you have to use the child psychology syndrome to figure out what is going on with our children. You know, we tend to get so caught up with life. And I realized that I do it. You know, I did it. I do it. I catch myself doing it. We tend to take whatever whatever options or choices that our children make and we tend to take it as a direct hit. You know, we get personal with it. And we have to realize that they're not living to hurt us. They're just living their life. They're making decisions for whatever reason that they have, you know, whatever reasons they have within themselves. It might be, you know, they might be showing aggression. They might be, they might not be that attentive to you. Um, They might give backlash. Now, I get every child has to have consequences. Every child has to have consequences. But a lot of times, we give them consequences because we're hurt. We're hurt because we take it personal. We can't give them consequences because we're hurt. Because you know what happens? Our hurt tends to leave in a matter of minutes. I mean, the second I ask my child, are you hungry? The herd is gone. It's gone. So I feel, I mean, I've done it again. I've done it. We have to not give them consequences based on our pain. We have to give them consequences based on teaching them and helping them. And I also read that the biggest way 
to help them realize that it's okay to feel is praise them as much as we can when they express emotion. How many times years ago, the older generation, we fell and they say, come on, get up, it's just your fall. Get over it, move on, it's gone. It starts that early. Did you see what just happened there? It starts that early. And then when they build up with all this emotions inside, they don't know what to do with it. Well, I can't go to the person that just told me that crying is weak to move on. Who do I go to? I must be weird. These people are right. Everything they're saying, they're right. Even my parents tell me I'm, you know, stupid for crying. Like, move on, get over it. So what do I do? I don't, this world's not for me. I don't need to exist here. I'm just going to die. It's just... Guys, we have to make a change. We have to make a change. So, um, I'm going... I created an Instagram. And I... It's called Connecting the Dots with D. I, I, I finally created it. And I'm going to start, every time I post a podcast based on my conversations, I'm going to post something on there and share it. Please, please, please. If and when I post it, it might be a statistic. It might be a, 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 a quote um, from my podcast. It might be something and it's going to relate to my podcast conversation. Please share it. And if you find an article that has to do with my topic, post it on there. Because we have to educate on what's going on with our children. I wasn't even aware until I started this podcast. And I know many of us probably are not aware of what's really going on. But together, we can maybe lower this percentage because it's going up, it's not coming down. So there are a lot of sites out there to research on bullying. There are a lot of statistics. They're doing resume, uh, I'm sorry, not res- applications. You're, depending on the, the age group, your child can go on these sites and, and there's certain ones if you're not aware or know are too computer savvy, if you'd like to message me, you can. Um, you can message me at the IamMakeUpBoss.com or you can personal message me at Leah on my messenger or you can uh, DM me on my Instagram, connecting the dots with D and I can provide you with the sites because I wrote them down. There's about five sites and one of them is you sit with your child and you ask them questions and you can format, you can tweak the questions to how, you know, you want it to come out to that child based on the the, the age group. You know, if the words are too big on there and they don't understand based on their age, you can tweak it and ask them and then you submit it with your words and they will tell you the percentage of the child's emotional instability or stability. And if it looks like this child is one, being bullied, two, is a bully, or three, has possibly seen a bully. Because the questions are 
emotional questions. Okay, so hopefully that helps out. And, you know, there's there's ways, guys, we can, we can find a group to donate to. Um, there's so many ways, but we need to bring awareness on this. Our children are going too soon, guys. And, you know, I always tell my children, if we are one of those who express emotion and emotion takes our front seat, there's nothing wrong with that. It does not mean that we are abnormal or we're weak or we're vulnerable to pain. We're human. We were born and created to love. Love is the biggest emotion in the Bible. Any religion you study, any type of anything that you look up, love is everything. Love conquers everything. So whoever in this world feels that love needs to stay in the back seat, you're not helping society because society is dying out because this is how we're thinking, guys. We can sit there and, you know, be upset over certain situations in our life. We can ask ourselves over and over, why are these things happening to me as adults, okay? We can be, you know, cry and frustrated and angry on certain turns that our life gave us. We are allowed to feel pain, but give yourself a time frame. Because if you don't give yourself a time frame, when is it gonna, when are you gonna let it go? You'll never let it go. And we all need closure. Every single one of us in this world needs closure. You know, what happened with me growing up, and like I said, this will come down the road when that topic comes up. My angels wanted me to talk about bullying, but when that topic comes up, I will express to you things I've been through. And we all go through certain things in life. But what I did was I gave myself a time frame and I writ it, I writ it all, I writ, I wrote it all down and I burnt it. And I said, not another second will that pain take over my heart. And because I love 100%, yes, I might get hurt. People might do things to upset me. People might do things that take me by surprise, that kind of like slap me from the back of my head and I didn't see it coming. But because my heart is so full of love, it pushes it right out, right out. If you're allowing your heart to be full with pain, that pain just blends right in with more pain. So guys, God created seconds. And with every second, there's an hour. He created hours because with every hour equals a day. And he created days because every day creates a month. Give yourself a time frame. Don't get lost 
in this world of pain. You need to let it go. Your heart can't differentiate when to love and when to hurt. If you're full with pain, you're going to always feel pain. If you're filled with love, you're always going to feel love. So with saying that, I want to close my podcast with every day we look up uh, a way, you know, what we want to eat or what we want to cook, right? So what do we look up? Not every day, but we do look up recipes, right? So studies have shown that every seven years, our palates change. Every seven years. But I feel, why do we have to wait seven years for our palates to change? You know, if I got a funky taste, I want to let it go. Let it go because you are not going to control my heart. But we all had a recipe, guys, when we were born. Every one of us had a recipe. A tad of mom, a pinch of dad, a splash of siblings, a cup of grandma, and a huge pitcher of life. Let's change that recipe. We don't have to live by the recipe we were handed. And we don't have to wait seven years to change it. We can change it right now. That's the beautiful thing of every day. There was every day created so that you can wake up tomorrow and say, today's a new day and I'm going to blast this day out the box. So I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you all for your support. I love you all today, tomorrow, and always. I hope that I brought something up that can help you guys and we can help make a change with our little ones in this world. I love you. Take care of you. And I will talk to you guys soon. Ciao.